Just say this with me today. This is a great day. I am in a place today that ha- where I have ears that hear. My heart understands. And I believe the word I hear will make a change in my life. Amen. How many believe that today? Glory to God. Amen. Amen and amen. Greetings. Um, I know there's, there's a number of different people that are gone today and that are on the road and, and stuff. I just felt really impressed for some reason just to pray. Just bow your head for a moment. Father, we just thank you today for every promise in your word. Lord, we just thank you for those who are, who are connected in a part of this body that are on the road and, and, and family members that are associated with even those that are sitting here today. For just something impressed on, on my heart, Lord God, to thank you today for your angels that encamp around about all of them, protect them in all of their ways, no matter where they're at, where they go, and for safe journey and all the way to their destinations. Lord, we thank you for it. We give you the praise. Lord, we're so grateful that we can come before you as you speak to us to do something as we do it. What we do does not return void because it's what you said to do. So today we honor you and we give you praise. And everybody said amen Amen. and amen. Glory to God. You just obey God, amen? And everything else works out. So, today, um, I've, I've been on this series actually because of things that worked out in the first of the, of the month, and we had Robert Cameron here, and, and so I've uh, uh, been on this series since last Sunday, entitled, um, what is it titled? Giving Thanks by Faith. Giving thanks by faith. Now, preach many messages in the last 29 years around this time of year regarding Thanksgiving, but I've never taught quite like this. It always works out that way. And uh, what I shared last week, um, today is going to go right into and, and, and add a little bit more to what I, what I gave you last week. But I'm going to add two words to, we talked about thanksgiving and gratefulness and faith, but doing, but thanking God and having a thankful heart by faith, I'm adding two words to the mix today in several scriptures that we're going to read, and I think think you're going to like it. And so, to start out with, I want to look at the First, the, the two verses that we read last week, one out of 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 53. I mean, um, verse 57, I'm sorry. <clears throat> 1557. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Similar verse. Now thanks be to God who always, always, thanks be to God who always, everybody say always. How often is that? There's nothing left out. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ 
and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Last part of that verse we could go into in a whole different series, but we're talking about the first part. Now, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph, who always takes us through to the other side. Not thanks be to God for whatever you're experiencing, but thanks be to God for the victory. Amen? Thanks be to God for the victory in everything that we deal with and everything that we face. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, in Philippians chapter 4, Philippians 4 and verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, it says, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all of your understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Now, The center focus here is not on the anxiety and the stress and the pressure. Our center focus is not to be on the stress and on the pressure. But our focus in this passage of Scripture should be on the thanksgiving. That whatever we do, we do it with thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving is the key to your and my victory. Listen to me. I'm going to make this statement, and then I'm going to prove it to you in the Word. You can thank yourself out of any situation in life. You can thank yourself out of sickness and disease. You can thank yourself out of debt and poverty and and any type of destruction. You can thank yourself out of depression because thankfulness is a weapon and it works. Now, I'm going to say some things today that you've probably never heard me say because I don't know if I've ever said them. But um, You're going to have to receive what I'm delivering to you by faith because I love you enough to tell you the truth about certain things. And some of the things I'm going to say to you are going to step on your toes. Like my parents used to say when I was little, when we'd drive over a cattle guard, lift up your feet so you don't get caught in the cattle guard. (laughs) Lift up your feet so nobody steps on your toes. No. It's good when your your toes, your spiritual toes get stepped on if you're open and, and you have enough in you to receive what you need to make the correction, because all God, all God is about is you getting better. All God is about is you and I getting better as we go. To do that, we have to make certain changes. Now, one of the words I'm adding is found in Ephesians. Well, it's found all through the Bible, but I'm going to read it out of Ephesians 2 and verse 8. Ephesians 2 and 8. For by grace you've been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So here's here's a picture, I I want you to tell me if this is true. So your Christmas morning, 
somebody around the Christmas tree is giving you something really nice and it's what you wanted. And, and it's a gift. Oh, man, it's really what I wanted. So they give you the gift and tell me that this is your attitude. Well, it's about time. Man, I wanted this thing a long time ago. You know, where, where has this been? I mean, I mean, what's the deal? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm so fed up that you didn't give it to me earlier. Just take it back. No. Listen, he said, For by grace you've been saved through faith, that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. It's a gift from God. What do you do when someone gives you a gift? Oh, man. I wanted this. Thank you. Man. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, man. Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for that. I mean, that you would think of me, that you would do this for me. By grace, you and I have been saved. Through faith. Not of ourselves. Not because of your good works and all that you've done. Because of what he did. It's a gift from God. Now listen to me. And you'll hear this in the rest of my message. Grace... And thankfulness cannot be separated. They're one and the same. They flow and go together. Grace and thankfulness go together. So watch this as this, as the, the rest of this message unfolds and, and evolves. Um, um, Truly, you can thank your way into anything. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, really and truthfully, you can thank your way into anything. The deal is that all of us sitting here today, you're not excluded, okay? I include myself in this. You and I don't realize how ungrateful and unthankful we really are. Pick up your feet. You don't realize how ungrateful and unthankful that you really are. You were born into ungratefulness and unthankfulness. You were born into that, into a society that is that way. So, if that's the case, if what I just said is really true, then you have to work every day of your life. You have to develop. Thankfulness has to become a lifestyle. It has to become something that you think of. I'm I'm more grateful and thankful than I am of anything else. Because, listen to me, when you're not thanking you're doing a host of other things, and, and, and this will bear itself out. When you're not thanking, when you're not thankful, you're regretful, you can be angry, you can be oppressed, you can be frustrated, you can be complaining when you're not thankful. And I promise you, you complain about more things 
than you have any clue. Just ask your husband or wife, or friends, or parents, or coworkers. Just ask anybody that'll be truthful with you. You complain more than you have any clue. Yeah, but Pastor, you know, I, I do a pretty good job. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. All God wants you to do is get better. Because you can thank yourself into anything in life. And I don't know about you, but when I hear a message that challenges me like that, I'm proving it right. Well, I don't know about that. Okay, take it. Don't do it. Just stay complaining and, and let everybody talk bad about you behind your back and smile at you in front of your face. And stay in that mode or in that place of not receiving the good things of God. Lift your feet up. I've done this way too many times. And it's this. God, why? And if you stay in the why mode, you will not be in the thankful mode. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's been this a long time. Yeah, because you've been in why mode for a long time. You tried thankful mode the last time I preached on thankfulness. But then you've been in the why mode for, you know, 10 of those 12 months since we preached this or something. You can't stay in the why God mode. You've got to learn to develop the thankful mode even when you're not. Just bear with me on this. I got to get this out, okay? And then all the good stuff's going to be at the end, okay? Listen. You weren't born into this society by choice, okay? And you can, you can claim the victim of things that you've have happened to you in your life, and I'm not saying that. There's, God doesn't have compassion for you and all those things. But we live in a society of entitlement that wants to bring this nation down. I'm entitled to this. I deserve this. You deserve hell. But for the grace of God that is connected to thankfulness, but for the grace of God, I am what I am. Apart from the grace of God, I'm nothing. And so, I can moan and groan and complain about what I don't have, or I can begin to thank God for what I do have in Him until it happens. And I'm telling you again, you can thank your way into anything in life. Anything. Anything. Now, i got to say one more thing, and then we'll get to the good stuff. 
you don't deserve anything. But for the grace of God, I am what I am. You don't deserve anything. Now, I just, I I was just, I was thinking about this as I was developing thankfulness this week for all of my family. My, My niece and her husband are here today, Annie and we call him Fonzie, it's Alfonso. But I, I call him Fonzarelli. <clears throat> uh, they're here with us. We had a lot of family here this week, and I have a lot of family on my side of the family. I was just thinking and, and being grateful, and I felt like the Lord said this to me. This is interesting. I felt like the Lord said, you don't deserve any of your family. You don't deserve your wife, your children, your mother-in-law, your father, talking about the people that are with us and alive. You don't don't deserve any of your family. But for the grace of God. And and with that, as I was thinking about it, he said, you don't really deserve any of the good relationships you have with anybody. Good or bad relations, you don't, you don't deserve any of those. And none of those people deserve you. Nobody deserves anything. We, we live in this entitlement where we think we deserve things. And, and, and when you think you deserve something, then it needs to be right. The problem with it is this. We've all got difficult relationships. We've all got difficult situations. It could be family, the job, here at church. It could be anywhere that there is relationship. Listen, where there's more than two people involved, there's going to be issues. And I think that a lot of the problem is, is we don't know how good the grace of God is. Sorry, I don't remember when, when you gave this to me, if it was for Christmas or my birthday. But in a time when we were going through some things, I really wanted an iPad. This is years ago. Oh, I wanted an iPad. Man, I needed an iPad. I was tired of computers, and I wanted an iPad. Was it for Christmas, the first one, before I cracked it? Yeah. <clears throat> I got that iPad, and I mean, I was just overwhelmed with it. I mean, I mean, for weeks I was just, dang. And, and really, in the natural at the time, we couldn't really, in the natural, we couldn't afford it, or money didn't really need to be directed in that direction. But she saved for it, for me. She thought of me. I was thinking about that the other day, the way when I got that, it just, oh man. And I thought, I heard God say, you didn't deserve that. See, you didn't deserve it. Now, see, my focus is not on the not deserving, my focus is on that's how good God is all the time. 
When, when, when I'm in grace and thanksgiving, that's the way he is. You, you, you know, I, used to, I heard this years ago, and I bought this. That if you're going to do something good for God, then I mean, man, attack is coming from every direction in your life. Look at this verse. You need to see it on the screen. Put, put up Proverbs, what, what is it? Proverbs 16, 7. Can you put that up? We're going to read it together. When a man's ways, and I'm going to, I'm going to add to this, watch. When a man's ways of grace and thanksgiving by faith please the Lord, the only way to please the Lord is by faith. When a man's ways of grace and thanksgiving by faith please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. See, too often the time we get too much focus on the enemy and on the bad, when you're not in a place of thanksgiving, then you're looking as yourself as the victim and you're looking at how bad and difficult things are when God's focus has got to be on how great He is. Now, watch these last few scriptures. 2 Corinthians um, 4. And verse, oh man, this is good. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 8. We're hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. One translation says, struck down, but not out. I'm, I'm, I'm down, but I'm not out. Now, the, the central focus here is as Paul's writing this, is not on the persecution. It's not on the hard-pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. The ultimate focus is on, on the end result, not on what you're going through. And so often what happens is, we're focused on what we're going through and how bad it is. And, you know, well, you know, ever since I've been serving God, you know, the devil's just beat me to a pulp. The devil's defeated. And when you get your focus off of what you're going through and on thanking God for the gift of grace and the power of righteousness and everything that he's done for you and you begin to thank him every day and you start working on it and you shut your mouth for other people. Listen, when you speak against somebody that was created in the image of God, then you're speaking hate toward that person the Bible says. Shut your mouth. Every time I teach this and I'm challenged to make a difference, I don't realize how much more I've got to shut my mouth and be thankful to the things of God. Listen, you want the devil having no victory in your life? Then you be good at thanking God and be good at receiving the gift of grace and keeping your focus on how awesome God is instead of things that you're dealing with and going through. Listen, everybody, all this stuff he's talking about here in 2 Corinthians 4, everybody goes through that. Everybody experiences those but God. Thanks be to God who always leads me in a place of triumph in Christ. Always leads me. Always leads me through to the other side. 
And I tell you what, you get quicker, you get to the other side quicker when you're praising instead of moaning, groaning, and complaining. Now look at this verse, 15 and 16. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. For all things, verse 15, all things are for your sakes, that grace, comma, and I'm going to skip that sentence, that grace may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Now watch this. Watch the next few words. Verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Because we've accepted the grace of God, the gift of grace. We choose to thank Him no matter what something looks like. Begin to be thankful for people that you don't even deserve. And listen, the more you thank God, the more you get your eyes off of what they don't do right. And you begin to see how wonderful they really are. But that grace and thanksgiving causes glory to abound to the things of God. And as a result of that, you and I, we don't lose heart. We don't quit. And Galatians 6, 9 says, if you don't quit, you'll reap. And the fastest way there is through thanksgiving. God, I'm so grateful and thankful. Something that irritates, when something irritates me, when somebody irritates me, I need a little room. I just need some room. I need to walk away. I need to be able to pray in the Spirit. Father, I just thank you for that person. Holy Spirit will show you how to verbalize things. You don't, they may have done something ugly. You don't thank God for what they did ugly. You thank God for the power to overcome the ugliness and not be moved by it and get your life in line with how good God is and not what other people are doing. You can thank your way into anything. Anything. Can you say amen? Now, my second word I'm adding, James 4, 6. <clears throat> second word, and then we'll tie this up. James 4, 6. But he gives, what? Not just grace. More grace. What? More grace. More grace. One translation says, great grace. <laughs> I mean, I was born at night, but not last night. But when I hear more and great, then I want the more and great. Okay, thank God for the grace, but I want the more grace and the greater grace. I want it now. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Second word I'm adding is humility. To humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you at the proper time when things have been worked out of you. 
the greatest way into humility, listen to me, the greatest way into humility is developing a lifestyle of thanksgiving. If you've never tried this, you don't know what you're missing. If you've never tried it, you know, you know, God tells us in one passage of Scripture, it's about the tithe, he said, test me, try me in this. Try me to see that if what I said in my word will not come to pass exactly the way I said it. Now, he resists the proud. In other, word, in other words, if I stay in pride, and I stay allowing myself to be in pride and allowing pride to rule in my life, then I'm resisted by God. It's not God coming to resist me. The resistance is already there. Pride and righteousness and holiness and, and the grace of God don't mix together. It's like oil and water. They don't mix. You can mix them and mix them forever, but they'll, they'll continue to separate. It's already in motion. But he gives great grace to the humble. And the fastest way to a life of humility is through developing a lifestyle of thanksgiving and thanking God for all that he's done for us. Can you say amen? amen. So, turn to Psalm 147, and I'm, I'm, I'm get, this is my last scripture, and then I've got a couple things I want to say about this. But Psalm 147, <clears throat> and verse 4. God knows you, and he knows your name. He knows how many hairs are in your head when you walked in the door and how many hairs you dropped on the seats. He knows everything about you, everything you do, and he had a plan for you before the foundation of the world, and he really wants to be involved in what you do. But for those of us, all of, all of us, that entered into this world, taught how to complain, taught how to be ungrateful and unthankful, taught how to be the ways that we were, all of us, in one form or another. God can't, and, and, and when I say he can't, we limit God. I read a scripture last week about us limiting God. The children of Israel limited God because of their disobedience. We limit God from being able to be involved with us by not obeying the truths like what I'm giving you today. Thankfulness is a weapon that shuts the enemy down. And to thank God, to be thankful by faith, is to learn and to develop thankfulness for people that you don't want to be thankful for. That's where the faith is involved. Well, Pastor, I, you know, I'm kind of doing that today. You know, I mean, I'm thankful for my parents. I'm thankful for this person. You know, they're, they're always nice to me. And No, no, no. <laughs> be thankful for them. But to be thankful by faith is to be thankful for something that you can't control. 
You can't control what other people do. And, and the more ugliness and anger and resentment and bitterness that you put on other people because of their actions, the worse it gets for you. Because you reap what you sow. What I'm telling you today is that God knows you. He knows your name. He knows your situation. He knows everything that you face. And what he wants is your mouth to bless and to acknowledge how great he is and keep your mouth off of other people unless you're going to speak good things. That's what he wants. And this verse of scripture really says this to me, or this, these three verses really says this to me. Verse 4. He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. That's the God that knows you. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. Verse 6. The Lord lifts up the humble, but he casts down the wicked to the ground, those of pride, who stay with pride. Verse 7. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp of our God. Sing praise and thanksgiving to God. What happens when we enter into a place of thanksgiving Humility begins to kick in. We begin to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and we learn to do it His way. And as a result of it, it causes more thanksgiving, which causes more grace, which causes greater humility, which, which opens the door to God getting the glory for everything that happens in your life. The spirit of entitlement, what goes along with that, is wanting credit for everything that happens in and through your life. And that's just not the plan of God. He just doesn't work that way. That's just not the way God works. You want to do it your way? Have at it. Or you can do it God's way. And the grace of God will cause thanksgiving to develop something in you that will cause you to receive everything that God has for you. I, I can honestly say that I believe that what stands in the way and hinders people from walking in all that God has planned and has called for them to do is the lack of understanding of how ungrateful that they really are about certain things. Because if everybody's honest in here, you know, the tendency is to focus on what we do well, right? Because, you know, you see something bad that happens, well, at least I didn't do something like that. Yeah, but you're, 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 you know, you're, comparing, you're, you're comparing apples and oranges. You see, whoever you are needs to become better at what you do, and that means to get over the hump of things that are holding you back. And I promise you, ungratefulness, and an attitude toward people of ungratefulness and not developing right relationships with people. There's somebody, as I'm preaching this today, there's somebody that you're thinking about that's coming across your mind that God wants you to thank your way into their life. Father, I don't really like those people, but I begin to thank you for them. Lord, I really don't like 
the way they, the clothes they wear, I don't like, the, you know, they're not like me, they don't do exactly what I, I, I blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. But Father, I begin to thank you for, and I thank you for an opportunity for, for allowing my life to connect with theirs. I, I thank you for uh, this opportunity because I know you're working on something in me. We've got to learn how to listen to what God's trying to get us over into. He's trying, he, he, he wants us to come to places that we've never been before because he's got things he wants you to do and there's things inside of you that you've not even tapped yet but if you remain this way and ungrateful and, and, and an ungrateful attitude, if you remain that way, you can't fulfill the things that he's really called you to do. But you won't find those things until you get into a place of thanksgiving. It'll bring you in a place of humility like you've never been before. You're not to be about yourself but about others, and it'll cause you and your life to bring glory to God like never before, like never before. Amen? Host, come today we're partaking of communion, and I want to I do that right now because do we have a lot to be thankful for? I mean, you know, you say, you know, Pastor, I just, I, I just don't have anything to be thankful for. You can be thankful for the blood of Jesus. You, see, you start somewhere, and you start, and you just develop it. You, you just keep working it. You keep allowing it to become more and more and more in your life. <clears throat> We're thankful for the blood of Jesus that liberated us. Thank you for the gift of grace that's empowered us. Amen? We're thankful for the body of Jesus Christ, that by his stripes we're healed. And we can thank our way into healing and deliverance, thanking God every day for the fact that we're the healed in Christ and we're not the sick trying to get well. But we've got to learn to thank him. You say, yeah, but you know, I don't see that. Go ahead. You all can go ahead and pass those out. <clears throat> Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I don't really, I'm not really sure if that, that really works or not. Give it a shot. <clears throat> and when I say try it, put it to work and let it prove itself. Because I promise you thankfulness will prove itself. Thankfulness will prove itself. <clears throat> I want to read this scripture to you in Numbers chapter 12. In verse 3 it says, Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. When you think of Moses, you know, the guy that killed the Egyptian ran off and was afraid and spent 40 years out in the wilderness then he did the miracles you know with the Egyptians and all that kind of stuff when you think of Moses you don't really think I mean the word humility doesn't isn't like the first or second word that comes to you about when you think of Moses right it's kind of the miracle worker or whatever not humility but he was the most used man after he turned 80 years old, he was the most used man on planet Earth. Nobody was like Moses. Nobody. Why? Because he was the most humble. And you know what Moses learned after some complaining that kept him out of the promised land? You know what he learned? Thanksgiving was the key. 
and the rest of Moses' life after he led the children out of Egypt and, and, the, and the declaration was made that they weren't going to, the, the certain group himself included was not going to enter into the promised land. Everything you see in Moses' life was gratefulness and thankfulness for how good God was. It took him 80 years to learn some things. It won't take you that long if you develop a heart and an understanding of thanksgiving. Matthew 11 and verse 29. <clears throat> Jesus said this. <clears throat> well, verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am, I am, Jesus is, gentle and lowly in heart. That word lowly there is humble. And you will find rest for your souls. He said, I am humble. In other words, I have humbled myself under the mighty hand of God. Not my will. He said, I only came to do the will of the one that sent me. Not my will, but his be accomplished. He humbled himself and God exalted him. Greatest way to you being exalted and into the place that God has called you to be is a heart of thanksgiving. I can't explain it. I just know what I shared with you today is absolutely true. And it will come to pass if you don't quit. And, and, and the quitting is already covered in just keep thank, thanking Him. <laughs> right? We read the scripture that the quitting, you know, you, you'll, you'll not grow weary in heart if you keep thanking and keep your confidence and your boldness on how powerful that the grace of God is, the gift of grace. Not of yourself, but the gift and the grace of God and how powerful it is. <clears throat>